say all of our websites. There you go. What's up, champs? You're fucking with us. You're about to be fucking with us. Uh, go to my website, www.moshakasher.com, to see all of my upcoming book tour dates. I'm probably coming to a city near you. Uh, I will be in Chicago, Detroit, Oklahoma City, Bloomington, Indiana, Vancouver, Austin, Seattle, Portland, Edmonton. Van- Just come fuck with me. Moshakasher.com, at Moshakasher. And you can go to neilbrennan.com, look at what the fuck I'm doing. I know I'm going to be in Denver, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, a uh, bunch of places. So come fuck with me and check my Twitter, Neil Brennan. Hey, this is Doug Pound. Just check Doug Pound. Twitter.com slash Doug Pound. All right. Find out what I'm doing. You're God. about to be fucking with us. God bless you. Now you're fucking with the champs. Huh. I like that. Let this ride a little bit. Can I rap yet, Neil? No. Come on, 26 episodes you in, know, I you still can't rap. Can't rap. That's fucking great. I think you should rap. Yo, yo, yo. Ah, forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are fucking with the world famous Champs Podcast, home of the chief of all podcasts, Neil Brennan, ladies How? and gentlemen. I am Neil Brennan. I'm. They call me the chief. They call at him my the chief. Starbucks. Unbelievable. I like. Chi- I call people chief. I think it's the most condescending thing you can call people. Right. Well, we've been we've been uh, struggling. I've been struggling with Neil for the ownership of this podcast since it's the very, soul of the podcast for, since it's very. What beginnings. do you think's more condescending, chief or champ? Hey, champ. Well, champ uh, feels good because it's the champ, champ is the name of the pot. Uh, I think chief is still more kind of like, hey, uh, chief. We so should be I, called the chiefs. We've already we could have been called the chiefs. So we've already been engaged in an ideological war, uh, and then we went to Neil's Starbucks in town, and he said, and this one is for the chief. And so we lost. <laughs> Doug and I lost the reins of this podcast. This is Neil's podcast, and we're You know, I kind of want to kill it. myself. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Uh, my name is Moshe Kasher. I'm another champ. I'm one of the. I'm one of the. Um, one of the braves here, and the one and only. Infamous DJ Doug Pound. Hello, everyone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice. Uh, our guest today. Drops. Our guest today. Uh, old fucking friend of mine. Wow. Twenty. This, twenty. Yeah. We're twenty Scooky. years deep into this. Yeah. Start dating me. Make me. Nineteen. Guy. We're nineteen years into this shit. Hey, everybody. It's okay, the cool old go. guy about <laughs> to come on. Uh, it's We're I've just known positioning you his now. Walker. As we drove up from Starbucks, my Starbucks, where I'm known as the Chief, um, the Blackwell, the intern, saw our first guest and said, "Hey, is that Mouse?" That's right. Uh, and I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Um, uh, he, he was talking about a character I played on the Jamie Foxx show, yes. where I played his uh, non-pussy-getting uh, friend. Mouse. Great. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those classic horrible casting call descriptions. Yeah, like exactly. guy who gets no p- I get all of those. You know, I yeah. get like gay nerd, Jew nerd, gay nerd, impossible to get girls nerd, socially awkward nerd nerd. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. And then but you were also in a menace to don't drink a gin, gin and juice. You gotta say the exact <laughs> right title. Don't I drink your you know we'll don't be a, and stab you. Don't be a menace while drinking your ju- juice in the hood. No, don't yes, be a menace. Don't be a menace. In South Central, in while South C- Central, while drinking, drinking your juice, juice in, in the, the hood. hood, and the uh, idea behind that was to use all the title, all as many letters as possible, so you would have no choice when you went to the movie theater. You like that would take all of them. Oh, so they were like, the, at yeah. the on the on yeah. the thing on back the when marquee, they did it digitally, back when they had or back marquees. when they did it like yeah. with letters. That's fucking really. Oh, funny. interesting. Yeah. That may yeah. have been the funniest joke in the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see the movie. Well. Uh, you what? What was the name of the character? Uh, crazy, crazy legs. legs. That is oh, that's right. I did see. Yes. Were you like disabled or something? Well, I was uh, the best dancer in the hood. 
but I was in a wheelchair. Right. So what it is is really kind of an over uh, a story of triumph. You know, that I'm not going to let a physical disability stop me. Or no. the disability of the script stop no, you from not, acting not in the film. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sully, Sully McCullough. That's me. Yeah, yes. I'm in it. Also and the first black and only black writer for The Tonight Show, is that correct? Not the only black writer. There were actually, in the history of The Tonight Show, up until I was there. <laughs> oh. That reminds me of The Tonight Show. That's what it was really all about. <laughs> yeah. To write a joke for Jay Leno and get that. To yeah. get a, pl- to get yeah. a little storm the stage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I was the third black writer on the show. Oh, in the history of the show. In the history the of the two? show. Um, uh, Red, Red Fox. Red <laughs> <laughs> Slappy White. Pigman <laughs> <laughs> And surprisingly, Jim Brown. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Brown has done it all. He truly has done it all. Uh, that show Wait, was is funny, he the though. Football player? Actually, yeah, yeah, he was. Have you ever seen his commentary on UFC 1? No. It's incredible. He, has, it? he has no idea what the sport is about, and he's just like a famous guy. And he's yeah. like, well, these young men are they, – well, there are some real – Action! Like he has no idea yeah. how to do commentary on <laughs> that sport. <laughs> I recommend. He, that. I shook his hand one time. Biggest fucking hand I've ever that I like remember, being like, "Wow, that is a f- huge hand." Mm. Yeah. Where he could have just palmed my, he could have lifted me up. Yeah. By my head. Um. And you, uh, who were the other writers? Um, who were the other blank writers? Uh. Uh. Um. Uh. W- w- uh who's on uh, John Stewart's show? Larry uh, Wilmore. Larry Wilmore was yeah. one. Okay. Uh, and then there was another one that I don't know. Got it. Uh, but you were the only one. It was really Scruncho, yeah, right? Scruncho. It was Scruncho. Okay, okay, cool. He was good. He was good with the. He was good with the sound. Was food stamp? Was it food stamp? <laughs> <laughs> Damn fool. <laughs> Damn fool. He's good. He's the, he's the one that hasn't got his due yet. Yeah, damn, damn fool. fool. I mean, that you know why he hasn't gotten his due yet, right? Because he the damn guy's fool. a damn fool. He's a damn fool. <laughs> he a I damn mean, straight fool. up. I'm not gonna. He's he a damn fool. <laughs> you can't. I'll give him no court on that. I mean, there's a comic he's named damn, damn Fool. That's yeah. what we're trying to say. That's yeah. what we're if trying to say. You don't live in LA. And uh, to sum up his comedy, he a damn fool. He yeah. is a damn fool. <laughs> uh, okay, so hey, you. Bert. So I was gonna tell you a funny story about the Tonight Show. Yes, please. You know, it's really hard to be a black writer on the Tonight Show because there's only been three right uh you know it'd be much easier if i would have decided to be uh, a black member of the band you know what i mean like it would have opened up for me but the the band members when i was there i remember they would come up to me and they'd be like man black dudes don't last long here at all (laughs) 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 which i thought was really funny they would actually like like, i don't know what you got next do you play a conga or a trumpet at all because we can get you a job and And it will uh, stay okay so i know you're from san francisco right uh uh, I was born here, but I grew up in Northern California. Where'd you grow Actually up? from Silicon Valley. Where? Cupertino. Cupertino. Hood, man. The hard part of Cupertino. This is Bay Area shit. Northern California. That's yeah. right. Northern California. Up in Northern California. Yeah. Cupertino. But, not, but Cupertino Hope is a little safer Apple. than that. Apple. Uh, I actually went to junior high across the street from Apple. Oh, did you? I did. All right. So, did, all right, so you started at the punchline? No, I actually started here in L.A. Uh, I oh, you were going to UCLA? Yeah, go. yeah, I went to UCLA. Uh, we were very fortunate. Uh, we had a comedy club there, and we would get together. <laughs> at, who's at we? UCLA. At UCLA. You, uh, we, the school, the oh, university. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we had a comedy club there. and uh, Like a room yeah, like that a, was a... Well, what it was, it, it was, it was people that, like, like, college students that wanted to be comics. We would get together and help each other with our material. And then, here's where the genius part came in. We would... 
actually do shows in the dorms where we would perform for our friends and people that lived in the dorms, and then they would book one real comic. And so it was a way of getting, becoming friends with the real comics. Mm. And then was that it was designed that way? That's the way the club was designed. Yeah, like so we'll bring in a real comic. Yeah, you guys can make professional contacts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and who, who do they book while you were there? Uh, well, David Spade, I remember, used to do shows there. Pretty sweet. Pretty good. Yeah. And then we got really smart uh, in college. We started booking our own shows where we would take a couple guys from the comedy club and then go do all the fraternity and sorority rush weeks and then charge them and then bring that one good comic that we had met from the comedy club, <laughs> <laughs> and so we pimped them to pay for our education. And huh. would you make a bunch of money? Yeah, yeah, we did really well. And did any, who came out of there? Um, Buddy Famous? I did. Besides you and Buddy Famous? Uh, Chris Spencer oh, was sure. in the comedy club. Um, who else? Uh, a guy named Fred Tattashore? Nope. 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 D- damn fool? Damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then you started, so were and you- then so uh, like I, I started uh, hosting all this stuff on campus and all that stuff and then I was like well I know everybody are they just laughing because we're friends uh, so then I started uh, I did open mic at the comedy store and then I started doing uh, what the year? Laugh Factory that was uh, 89 89, 90 see wow that's old guy talk yeah that yeah. really is some old <laughs> that is guy you're old, huh? I am old. You, don't seem old. you seem very young yeah I mean well I have kids that's why oh they so. keep you young uh, well, I just steal their stuff. Like, whatever okay. they like, I like. You know what I mean? You steal, like, their affect. I'm like, you know what? I like that Drake. Yeah, I love Drake. His sweater's Ooh, a dreamy. I love me some Drake. Woo-wee. Um, all right, so <laughs> then you when it, were you good in college? Uh, you know, I used to do impressions and stuff, so, you know, it's easy. Did you really? Who yeah. did you do? Yeah, who you And I'm not, we're not going to have you do them. I'm going to no, have No, please do don't have me do them. Uh, I would just do all, like, the basic dudes. Like, whoever I could do. Cosby, can we guess? Can we get a Cosby? No, Chris would do, Chris Spencer would do Cosby. So you would split them up? Yeah, yeah like, if we were doing the same show i wouldn't do cosby but if we were doing different <laughs> shows i was breaking cosby out can you Just, do eddie murphy uh no i didn't do eddie murphy <laughs> who did you do uh i did i did spike lee i did all the you nerd did spike people. lee yeah, spike I lee who I would know I, what a spike lee yeah what does he sound like? like i don't remember i told you i'm not doing it okay <laughs> i couldn't even identify uh, him i do woody, i do woody <laughs> allen i would do woody allen and then i'd also do um what Sam- was the premise of woody allen uh, like oh, this Allen. was my yeah. Woody Allen ordering it's child pussy. Here's the premise. This is my impression of Woody Allen. No, it wasn't. Turn yeah. around and then turn was, around. No, I never turned around. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, I it, it always used to have to deal with hip hop though. Mm. Like, what if Woody Allen was a fan of hip hop? Right. And then I would do a joke where he dissects Tone Loke or something. Great. <laughs> Great. I had somehow, somehow he would say Wild Thing, and then I would it would kill. <laughs> you were close with Wild Thing. That was yes, the punchline. Exactly. Something, yeah, something, wild. something wild thing. Yeah. And then, I, and then when it, when I uh, I would do the Sammy Davis Jr. impression, and I remember Tommy Davidson did a similar joke on Arsenio Hall, and I was crushed because that mm. was like my killer bit. Yeah. And I was like, well, Tommy Davidson, everybody knows who he is. I got to drop the bit. That's true, though. Yeah. You was, were right. He it seems right. absurd now. Right, but it was right. So you were in school, and then so what I was did in you, school. you probably made a living pretty quickly, I would think. Well, what happened was. Uh, 
I started working at the Improv and the Laugh Factory, and then I started, I did it backwards, you know what I mean? Like, I, I emceed there, and that was actually really good because I would bring up, like, that's when Seinfeld was still doing the Laugh Factory, yeah. and, you know, Rodney Dangerfield, all those guys. The good thing was is I, I got to see really good stand-ups, so I didn't learn bad technique. You know how right. some guys, you know, start out on the road, and, you know, their act is like a road act, and then yeah. they got to come into town and get, you know... Yeah, like original or whatever. Would Rodney so Dangerfield least, murder? Oh, he would crush. He Wouldn't would he crush. do a thing where he'd sit in the crowd at the Laugh Factory? Well, it was just crazy because there was a time where he was he would go up all the time on the weekends. Right. And it would look like, you know, like he, he always had on these dolphin shorts, right? <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah. So you were guaranteed to see at least one of his balls. Like okay. it was a gar- like it was a, it was like okay, yeah, I'm gonna see one of his balls tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then he would get on stage, and he was like, he was one of those guys that would kill the fastest. Like he, he would go, he would set up his act so perfectly. He'd go, uh, I'm doing pretty good now, but earlier. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he's right in his rhythm. Right. Oh, it's fucking great. Oh, it was fantastic. He actually on one of his his record has one of my favorite dumb crowd work lines, which uh-huh. is, which is uh, he goes, what a crowd. He goes, you know me, I love crowds. <laughs> <laughs> which is just such a, like, a pandering, great thing to say to a crowd. Oh, right, right. Would, I think Dane, somebody told me that Rodney would sit in the crowd and you'd be like, Rodney's here, everybody. Say right, hello to Rodney. Right. And then he'd stand uh, up. Then, yeah, no, that's the way you'd bring him up on stage because you never wanted to make it seem like, oh, Rodney's desperate for stage time. So right. it was like, oh, look, we're, we're you know, and, and, and Jamie Masada, the owner of the club, would yeah. make a big buddy. deal about it. Man, this is what I need. Buddy. Look, buddy. Look, you can't just bring him up. Man, come on. The guy, buddy, he is Rodney Dangerfield. Long okay, balls. You everyone, long ass balls. This is what I this is what I'm gonna need you to do, buddy. You bring Rodney up and you say we have legend in house. Man is in his seventies, he can still do nineteen ninety. <laughs> so he'd have a, have you bring him up. He'd say, "Oh, you know, let's acknowledge him." He would stand up. He'd get a, a applause. And everybody would. And everybody be happy. would There's be happy. Few they guys would that you'd be happy. Yeah, to no, see they them. were ec- ecstatic. Yeah. And then he would come on stage. And I also like the idea that comics would go to a comedy show and just sit in the crowd. Right. Exactly. I'm gonna watch this hack. And yeah. Somebody who's nowhere yeah. near but, as good. Right. No one in the audience. Knows. No, I know. I just like that. Yeah, right. See. Like, oh, right. yeah. And right. would they? So you'd go? Would you go like, "Hey, Ronnie, would you mind?" Yeah, that's exactly it. Would you mind? Coming up and, and gracing the audience with a little bit of something. And then, right. he, oh, okay, I'll be a, here, here I come. And then he'd get on stage and do his thing. Oh, mm-hmm. and then he'd But say he it. was awesome. He was great. Yeah. He was he, great. And he wrote a lot of jokes. I no, mean, he actually, that was the thing that I really liked. He was very brave. He would try new jokes. Like, yeah. he wouldn't just go up there like, I'm just going to kill, you know? Yeah. Right. So it was good. It was it was actually really Did cool. you ever get with him back then? Like uh, sexually? Like well, I mean I saw his balls. So yeah, that's close enough. Yeah. That's close. I mean, Do you that's have any crazy in a way that's like getting Yeah. Would <laughs> 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 well, you have any crazy stories from back then? What's, what what Well, to I'll mind tell is? you my first my first time on stage at the Laugh Factory. Long balls. You got long ass balls. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Uh, my my first time on stage at the Laugh Factory, I went on last, and I didn't. I only had about five minutes of material, and it was terrible. You have and some so, of my favorite jokes, though. But so I, yeah, at the time, it was terrible. Two year old joke, okay, uh, you chance. can. Uh, and so. Uh, Jamie's in the back and he's going stretch buddy stretch and I'm thinking whoa I am destroying right this yeah. is incredible so he goes stretch so I end up doing about 20 minutes and he goes what did you do did I you don't crowd know work? I, was, I was doing crowd work I was doing stuff that I thought was good stories I was just really trying to survive and was point. it doing well it was doing well enough I right. think they thought well did he it be- do as well as the first five minutes 
No. Okay. No. But it was. There was a weird bombing. like yeah, it wasn't bombing, and they didn't reject me. They just felt like, well, this guy really wants this, you know right. what I mean? So they bought it. Were <laughs> 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 we to say no? <laughs> right. Right. So then then Jamie goes, uh, bring up Sam Kinison, right? And so, you know, at the time, I was still in college. Sam Kinison was the biggest thing in comedy. Right. And so I was hyped. I was like, whoa, my first time on stage, I'm opening for Sam Kinison. And they, right. did they yell? I that's unbelievable, man. Did, they, did he yell it from the back of the room? Like, bring up yeah, Sam Yeah, bring, yeah, bring up Sam, bring up Sam Kinison. And right. I, you know, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to bring up Sam Kinison. So I'm super excited because my set is finally over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it can't take a turn for the worse. I bring up Kinison. Kinison is... He's coked out of his mind. Right. Out of his mind. And he's really just stopping at the club to get some free drinks. Right. At Jamie's expense. <clears throat> yeah. And so uh, he orders a drink on stage, and he's just ranting, and it's not making any sense. And uh, he goes on for about and 15 you were the minutes. MC? Or you I was, were the, I was the, the last comic up. Oh, got and it. so okay. he asked me to, to bring him yeah. up. Like, everybody okay. had left. It was late, right. late on, like, a Wednesday night. And so... Uh, he at one point I remember he he gets this shot glass, drinks it, and then throws the shot glass Whoa. in the back of the room. Right? <laughs> it was That's it was awesome. clearly not comedy at all. It was yeah. just in that ugly spear, and then yeah. he, you know kicks over the the uh, the, the stool. He's like so, losing yeah, it. He's yeah. losing it, and then just makes his way <clears> off stage. And everyone in the audience, this is like probably 10 people in the audience and myself, we're just sitting there stunned. Like, this is the most terrifying thing we have ever seen. <laughs> did he say goodnight or he just walked? Not really. And this if he yeah. did, it was probably mean, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> This is Louis C.K. coming on stage doing this kind of stuff. We're like, you know. Con con I mean, it was completely. To put it in context. I mean, yeah. even yeah. more. Even, yeah. Right? yeah. But no, this like was a rock and roll. Yeah. Right. You're just like, right. it's, it's Louis. And then right. you're like, oh, right. oh I don't, why yeah. is he yeah. like why that? Is he, why is he mean and yeah. angry? Did anyone Twitter about it? It was old man days. It was pre-Twitter. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. I TJ wrote a really mean tweet about about. Sam that night. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so uh, he, Twitter. he gets off <laughs> a stage, and then Jamie's like, uh, close the show, buddy. Close the show. Like, nothing happened, right? Yeah. So I come back on stage, and I, hey, everybody, Sam Kinison. Wasn't he great? Like, trying to <laughs> pretend like nothing had happened, like we'd just seen, you know. And so I'm standing outside after the thing. Everything sort of wraps up. And I'm standing next to these people that drove in from, like, Palmdale. Right. You know, their first time at the Laugh Factory. And we're both kind of, like, still blown away yeah. by it. And they lean over to me and they go, uh, does that usually happen like that <laughs> often? Is Sam Kinison normally like that? And I'm like, I have no idea. I'm brand new. Yeah. Uh -huh. Were you, you know? still in college? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. it was. That's crazy. So that was my first real no. comedy. No. <laughs> that's that such an L.A. first set. You yeah. Know what I mean? it's yeah. Like, oh, the biggest guy in comedy, your hero, has a meltdown. Right. Your first right. set ever. Like, right. That, and it's like, like, what exactly am I getting into? Right. What? Uh, <laughs> here you are, twenty years later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? What's the worst intro you've ever gotten? The worst intro I've ever gotten. Uh well you know black clubs are notorious for shitty intros right you know? give me give walk uh, people through okay, that because they this, might not this know is that black people club you know hey I don't know if this next motherfucker funny or not right uh, probably you know, not yeah he came in here with a backpack on so probably <laughs> he probably ain't uh, uh what's your name again uh Suji Sudri Suji yeah. something something come on up here yeah <laughs> yep I've had that before hey. I've had versions okay of here's that. one here's one I went to um. 
I, I was early, early in my comedy career. We got asked me and Jacob Siroff and Sherry Siroff and I think Brent Weinbach and Cheng Wang all got asked to do this frat party in Berkeley. And they were like, <laughs> this, speak, this speaks to what you were talking about. The dude was like, oh, it's this, it's the coolest frat. Like, there's going to be 600 people there. It's going to be so great. Come on down. We'd love to have you do it. No pay. And at the time, we were like, we'd pay. Who gets paid yeah. for comedy? Right. So we go. we all go down there. And we're just there's this '80s band on, and they're j- and then they they stop the '80s band, and they're just about to start the comedy portion. Like it was like after the '80s band, it's you guys. And he comes up to us. He goes, "Okay, one more little detail. Um, the cops come uh, at this at like 10 p.m. every Friday night just to make sure we're we're in code. So what we have to do is uh, we have to make we have to tell everybody to go into the into the house. It was in a courtyard. <laughs> go into the house and hide." And then we'll start the show. And we're like, what? And he goes, yeah, no problem. So he goes, okay, everybody, <laughs> everybody leave. Everybody go. And and then everybody, like, leaves and goes and hides in the, in this house. And the only people that are left are the people that were too drunk to hear what he was saying. Right, and then he's right. like, ladies and gentlemen, Moshe Kasher. <laughs> and I start, somebody, somebody started booing before I began. Right. And then and then Sherry Siroff went, off and went up and somebody tried to, like, grab her pussy or something. And she, like, did a roundhouse kick, like, tried to kick him in the face. And that was that was the worst. This is, a, this is the movie Roadhouse, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but can you imagine? Like everyone leave. All right, let's start the show. And did the audience ever come back? I pr- we all left. I, Sherry went up for three minutes. Was like, fuck this. This is stupid. I went on for thirty seconds, and then we all just said, this isn't worth it. We left. Right. Yeah. No, I got uh, Josh Nasser, comedian in L.A. Uh, got this is three years ago. Brought. He almost he was emceeing. And then he at the Laugh Factory, and he was like, he basically was like, fuck. He got into an an argument with the crowd, and he's like, man, fuck, I'm, I'll fucking fight you. I'll take this outside. Neil Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> he right. didn't do. He, it was fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. Doug, go get that. Doug, what yeah, about you? Yeah. Um, I got a bad outro once. Yeah, what was it? Um, well, it was at that. Uh, What's that? That really bad club in 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 like uh, Universal Studio Walk or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, John, John Lovitz. John yeah. Lovitz Club. Yeah. Um, the, club the place where the place been. that finishes second to the piano bar. Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah. oh look, they like pianos. Yeah. And, you know, I just didn't <laughs> and belong they hate there. Comedy. No, no one did. You were a comedian. I just didn't the belong there, and then I kind of did bad. And then like the local guy that like was sitting around waiting to go up, you know, that like just goes and crushes all the times, like just comes off he's like i don't know what the fuck that was oh, oh you know, no like noxious something oh, no. like that and then everyone's laughing you know like what is your theory when someone bombs <laughs> do you ignite are you are you do you have a hard and fast rule about shitting on them no you should you know not shit on them, man. uh not uh, not really you know what i mean like i've seen some dudes what if they shit on the on, what if they they stink but not like like they suck like they fart on stage. No, what What's if they funny is if what if they just suck like in a way that you're like you fucking you're awful and you shouldn't do stand up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go after somebody I, like that. I had. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll do that. That's you know that story about Bruce Bruce and Black Boy. Yeah. So Bruce Bruce, I, I opened for Bruce Bruce a few times, and his feature was, was a guy named Black Boy. So that already created some tension when I had to introduce a guy named Black Boy to a, sure, to a exactly. largely black audience who exactly. didn't know that the guy's real name was Black, black. Boy. I don't, I don't mean ra- any disrespect by this. Racist no epithet. disrespect, Black Boy. But, but black what boy. was funny was the Man. guy, Come the guy would, um, 
black boy would depending on how i did be like give it up for that white boy he's funny or what the fuck night after night after night like there was no like he wasn't my ally or my enemy he was just like he had a rule if i did poorly he he would make fun of me yeah if i did well he would give me love there was no no loyalty there right i feel like because i met you in 92 93 Uh uh-huh it seemed like you were make. It seemed like you never really had a day job, right? Uh, no, I mean, no, not since I started doing comedy. No, which was college. Yeah, that was college. So yeah, no, no, I haven't. So I mean, but, but like to me, like writing jobs are day jobs. No, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, those are day jobs. Nah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Nah. Absolutely. Dude, if you're going at, if you got to be at the Tonight Show at eight thirty a.m., that's yep. a day job. That's so a day job. That's a day job. So you're saying somebody that is writing for Tonight Show is like got a day job again. Yes. Oh, okay. If yes. you don't, if you don't like writing right. that y'all kind been, of joke, well, let me just say, you know what? Y'all, yeah, been, that's a y'all thing. been writing too long. No, to, to, to no, think that. dude. If writing writing is a soul do. sucking. Oh, no. Like you've got a boss that you hate, and you don't, you're not doing anything creative. That all checks out I, for that for that job. Yeah. And you're not yeah. doing. Uh, I think you guys. If are, you're right, you guys I've have had, lost I've had touch. Those, no, 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 not at all. I've had those kind of jobs where. The reason that you have been hired, you don't get to use any of those skill sets at I all. I feel what you're saying. And that is a job, by definition. When you leave that place and you go rush to the stage to remind yourself that you're actually funny. Right. But and your ideas are good. I that feel is what the you're definition saying, of a day job. But to me, and the there's def- that justification that because they're paying you a certain amount of money. And it is technically comedy. Paying. Right. And it is it's technically in the entertainment comedy. industry. Get, yep. Getting paid in the entertainment industry is, by definition, not a day job in the classic sense of don't quit your day job right but if you'd rather make it as a comedian if you'd rather right. make all your money as a stand-up i'm not saying it's not soul-sucking i'm just there, saying there's certain times where i'll be i'll have one of those kind of jobs and then i'll go into a comedy room and i'll go oh yeah you have the freedom to actually say what you truly believe in. right uh, you know right, what i mean right. as opposed to you know writing something that has to appeal to middle america mm-hmm. or you know Seriously, it has no bite on it whatsoever. Right, right. What so do you, that, what by you definition, is a, is, a, is a job. What are you doing now? Uh, I just finished doing the Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, How cool. about that? That's nice. pretty cool. That? that was actually really fun because I, I have a seven-year-old. So and you're writing for Will Smith, right? I'm writing for Will Smith. So that's, Who, yeah. you're, you're friends with Will, right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. are? Yeah. Um, yeah does he that really yeah. have powers? Like, Does he pick heavy stuff up and stuff like that? Uh, it, it seems like he can yeah, at this point. <laughs> uh, you, so you were in 92, 93. Because I remember meeting you with the Wayans brothers. Mm-hmm. Chris Spencer. Mm-hmm. I guess that was you were like the click. Yeah, back then. Yeah, me and Alex Thomas. And yeah, Alex Thomas, yeah, Daryl Heath, and Daryl Heath. Who got? Where is he? Uh, he needs to come back to comedy because he is literally one of the funniest guys I know. Yeah, really funny dude. But didn't he find the Lord? Maybe he did for. Yes, he did. One of the yeah. lesser funny things you can do is find Pro- the Lord. Probably the least. That funny and working out. <laughs> Intense working out. Oh, and although Chappelle works out and he's still funny. Yeah, he's still funny. He's the. Exception. But you just can't go to Joe Piscopo land. He Ro- calls. Ro- himself he went Piscopo. Oh really? Well that's funny Piscopo. though because you <laughs> right. y- he's acknowledging it. Um Neil, Neil, stop dropping my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh so you were you were making a living as a comic, right? Yeah. And yeah. then when did you decide you cause it would it felt like you guys were the only guy like you were open to writing. Well I, I wanna yeah. explain to people that in the black community it's kind of writing is kind of considered corny. Is that it right? Is, well here's the yeah, thing writing, I'll tell yeah. you this uh, people would say to me a lot, uh, a lot, like, you should write for other people. And right. my first instinct was, well, they're kind of a terrible comic. Why would I want to write for them? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I started writing 
after I was on the Jamie Foxx show, what happened was Jamie started hosting stuff, like he hosted the MTV Awards. Yeah, I'm and your it just conscience. So, it just so happened that he was like, hey, write this stuff for me. So right. I stepped into that stuff, and it, and it worked out, you know. So I wrote for him on the MTV How Awards. How many episodes were you doing a lot? Were you a regular? I, did, I on ended up on his show, I did 25 of the 100. So I did about You a were in a quarter of, of the episodes. Yeah. By yeah. my calculations. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, and then after that, like he hosted the MTV Awards and he, he uh, did the ESPY Awards a couple times. Yep. And so that, you know, I, I would write like his stuff. And then right. it started, you know, the, you, the word kind of gets around, oh, he's a good writer. He's got good right. ideas. And then, you you know, you work from there. So. But that's the thing is in the black, that's almost not, that's like, I've had this conversation with people about why it's not written. Where in the white comedy, being a writer is It's like, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. Whereas in black comedy, it's kind of like oh, corny. You, you gave up, huh? <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, That's it's really like a last. Yeah. No, right. Very. I don't know any black comics that are writers and, and performers. Yeah, yeah, I guess Donald Glover wrote for and Hannibal wrote. Wait, for, didn't we have um, Dion? Oh yeah, Dion. Well, Dion's yeah, on Dion. Conan. Yeah, yeah, he's, Dion, he's, yeah. He's, he's he's a good comic and, yes, and a good he's writer. He's a very too. good comic and yeah. a very good writer. But that, yeah. and he gets also gets to perform a lot. Right. But that's the thing I mean that's part of it. Like you know, I I like doing these writing jobs. It's you know, but I also like to make sure I perform too. Right. Because I think like comedy is is where you fact check all that stuff. You know what I mean? Good. Like, what do you mean? Like well that you that's like the front line. You know what I mean? Like you can get very isolated in in these writing jobs and create stuff that may not actually. Oh, performing be funny. is the front line. Yes, absolutely, yes, and that's why I wish yes. more writers would perform. Yeah, because it because a lot of writers will hide behind the fact that they're writing for somebody yes. more famous, and they and, never have to. And they never have to fact check their jokes. Yeah, but there's a difference between. I mean, you, you have to be able to perform. I yes, no, but I'm I mean, saying what we're saying is is that. The like more you write, I, you can if, hide behind if not you, having Yes, to if perform. you're just a writer, be like, I could have sold that. Or what right. if you, it if you it's like there's there's the map and then there's the actual battle mm-hmm. and performing is the battle. Right? Yeah, well, it's and like people on Twitter now. Now that's the new generation of that. It's like there's a, I I was I always want to write this tweet, but I'm afraid that certain people will get upset. Get up off Twitter when Twitter when Twitter <laughs> jumps the shark. So many almost comics are going to be very disappointed. You know, oh, sure. Like, yeah. sure. There's so many nearly comic yeah, people sure. on like, Twitter. Uh, sure. that feels yeah, that it's sounds like funny, a joke. But if right, you right. take it certainly has step. the shape. Of it, but I like that's the thing. But about I think I also think too like. Snarky is such a uh, easy, easy move in comedy. Oh, it's the you know it's what I mean. The lowest it's sarcasm yeah. is the lowest form of comedy. Yeah. It's b- beneath puns. Right. I think, right. I, I think I puns. Just, I gotta dis- I disagree with both of you. Really? What do you think is the lowest form of comedy? I don't. I think that the discussion of what the lowest form of comedy is uh, is the lowest form of is comedy? the lowest form of discourse about comedy because it's like it's like I have always resented and no offense, but <laughs> I've always resented like anybody that's saying like oh that dude's funny but he's blue or oh that dude's funny but he's this, you know it's like funny. No, I'm not saying. I think you can do pun. I think Jeff Ross is the greatest pun writer in the right. history of puns. Mm-hmm. Right. Like his puns, half of Jeff's jokes shouldn't work. They shouldn't work. I agree. And I agree. F- but they're fucking funny. Right. The right. ultimate Jeff Ross joke to me was, uh, Joan Rivers, you're a cougar. A Freddy Cougar. <laughs> Which to me is, it's a fucking pun, but it's right. such a good right. pun. Right. That, so I'm not saying all puns are bad. No. And I'm not saying all sarcasm is bad. Obviously, a guy like Bill Murray or David Letterman are 
are like fucking Picassos of sarcasm. Yeah, I right. just don't. What's the highest form of comedy? There's no. This is. Uh, it's such an arbitrary nonsense. It's like nothing is <laughs> nothing is <laughs> low or high. I mean, but I would say there's level of difficulty. I mean, absolutely, I, absolutely. So, I agree I mean, with that. So, like I, a lot, I'll tell you this: matter? a lot, of, a lot of comedy that I watch and right structure. now, I'm like, eh. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, absolutely. Show me you, you guys a lot are, of it. No, I feel you, but that doesn't mean you're right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, but like it does you, mean you feel us, though. Yeah. No, I understand what you are saying, but I it does. I mean, uh, now I'm gonna. Okay, I'm just. It sounds like. No, I'm happy. We're happy. This is the place to have this discussion. It just sounds a little bit like everyone two old in the world comedy writers going like these kids. And these I don't know, and I'm not even like that. And but I you guys aren't old. I know you're you, not old. I mean, like. I, I, I keep the parameters of comedy open. You can do whatever as long as it's funny and it's coming from an honest place. You know what I mean? I, but most of what I see, I'm like, well, okay, if that works. But I think oh, that there. Course, but right. don't you think that there's higher level? I don't think that every uh, like what's what do you think is the funniest show ever? Um, Ali G. Okay, so that's a high level. I would put that at a high level of comedy. Right. But that's also straight up idiotically stupid. That show is not sophisticated. It, uh, it's not. Bill Maher is a much higher, um, a much higher level of sophistication okay. than Ali yeah. G. That's, uh, so that's so that subject matter. You're talking about subject matter, and then you're talking about structure. I just reject Ali G's subject matter is basically idiotic. But the structure is cool. Getting creating a fake character and then having him talk to real politicians in an interview that are trapped is structurally had never really been done before. Right, right. right. I'm just saying... And like his commitment level is where the, the, the brilliance comes But there's from. a lot yeah. of people that would look at that and just say, oh, look, this is just some guy being a buffoon. He's right, just but I'm not saying... I'm not talking about a lot of people. I'm talking about people that can do it. I'm talking about people that can do it. That's right. a very high level of difficulty. But you guys saying, like, sarcasm is the lowest form of comedy. I, well, I, think, said, I think soccer I said, moms can do sarcasm. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, 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 and, and I was saying more snarky comedy, which mm -hmm. is beyond sarcasm. It's just, I don't like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's so basic to me. Is it like retweeting Kim Kardashian and saying... You know, because you're lame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think there are good versions of that, though. <laughs> there, yeah. Exactly. I exactly. think there are there are legitimately good. But it's low hanging fruit, is what you're yes, saying. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It's yes. like well, that was the difference between uh, Sasha's like Sasha's movie. We all agree. Bruno. We all agree. I'll give you, oh, I'll you, know, give you this. But <laughs> Moshe may not agree. I just I think the it's, entire it's like Bobby Brown being arrested jokes. Like right. it's so easy, really. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm not saying there's no such thing as easy comedy. For sure there is. I'm just saying that when you, when you start to when we start to say, oh, this kind of comedy is easy. It's like because there's e very easy and very like weird. Um, just hear me out here. Like there's I'm uh, I came up in you know in the clubs, but also in the alt scene. There's incredibly easy alt stuff. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you're just doing a character without jo pretending to have bad jokes. So right. You know, but right. the, the anti stand up. Okay. But there's all kinds of ease within every aspect of everything uh, uh, comedy wise and I yeah. don't think that you can point and say this is the enemy it's like everything is no no but I'm saying in general sarcasm to me is the lowest form of it take, I hear you, you take what's happening <clears throat> and you say the opposite <laughs> I, I just it's <laughs> like it's it's fucking it's a, a child like a four year old can do it yeah. right. and a and a and a soccer mom who has a terrible sense of humor can do it right. if anyone can do it and that's the thing I always had a theory that in the 80s, every white person on earth talked like Bill Murray and David Letterman, and every black person talked like Eddie Murphy. Right. Everyone was agree. doing that. I and, agree. And, uh, and including Will Smith. 
Uh, Will Smith is yeah. doing the best Eddie Murphy a, impression. Yeah, the rhythm is similar. Yeah. I'll tell you, this was something interesting that happened in comedy. When Def Jam exploded, yeah. in that in that time that it exploded, black comedy was defined as Def Jam like that. Uh -huh. I remember doing comedy right before that. Right. And I could get up on stage and do whatever I wanted. Right. And people would go, all right, we'll go for the ride and see what you're talking about. Once Def Jam hit, if you weren't a Def Jam style comic, yeah. the audience would check out on you immediately. That's funny. Is that why you wrote that bit? Is that why you wrote that? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That bit? I know yeah. that's a great bit, your, your Def Jam comedy. Yeah, What's the exactly. bit? Exactly. It's I did this character. Uh, I was up at the Aspen Comedy Festival, and they had like this, uh, this comedy side comedy festival. These guys from Boulder, Colorado, which was actually terrible. And so I came up with this this comic named Smallpox, <laughs> and <laughs> it was a takeoff of that Def Jam style right. of comedy, where the dude was just loud and had energy, but he had jokes about anything, right. like absolutely nothing. It was stuff that people would easily identify with. Uh, with you know, yeah. Give it up for the five senses. Oh, yeah, right. That's I right. said give it up for the five senses. Yeah. Because they all different, y'all. They all different. I mean, seeing's all like, huh? <laughs> and then hearing's all like, what? <laughs> Lickety lack. Comedy's back. That's right. Lickety lack. Comedy's back. <laughs> But the funny thing was I stopped doing that bit because it was way more popular than my actual. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, well, that's funny. I never because that is it never recovered from that. It no. didn't really recover from no. it because Chris Tucker was technically a, a Def Jam comic. Right. Steve Harvey, the Kings of Comedy, all were Def Jam comics. Right. I guess Dave was Dave's the only, not. Even no, though he did it, but he's De really but not. But Dave didn't do that well on it. Right. Uh, and was like bummed, super and bummed Chris about Chris Rock it. is not. No, Chris, no. absolutely. It no. was, Chris was the antidote to, right. Right. to Def Comedy Jam. Right. The, it, but there was five, six years where. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it took a long time. Well, also what happened was Def Comedy Jam came out and they had a real quality product. And then that product got diluted. And then Comic View came along and diluted their diluted product by a hundred yes. right. times. And right. then what you had was. Yeah, it was terrible. No yep. shit. <laughs> um, now, okay, so then you, so you were working with, with. How did you know? So you were just a comic for five, six years, and an actor, and yeah, yeah. And, and then, you, and then I started writing, and you know, and added that you, to the mix. Do you feel like you wish you could, perf like, if you could just do one, it would just be perform and be a comic? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I like doing all of it. Uh, the one thing I've noticed about writing more in the past few years is I miss the performing side of it. Right. Because as a writer, you're usually one of many. Right. And you don't necessarily get the credit for what you create. Right. When you're, you know, part of a writing staff. Mm -hmm. Whereas with stand-up and with the acting and stuff, you immediately get... You get way too much credit. Yeah, exactly. You get, uh, yeah, too yeah. much credit. Like, and I noticed yesterday when I was at the Kids' Choice Awards, you know, I went to go find my kids and people were recognizing me as a performer. Right. They were like, oh, well, what are you doing right now? I'm like, well, yeah. I'm doing this. And then they would kind of look, get a little disappointed. Like, right. Well, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, mm. it doesn't, people don't hold it in the same well, regard. That's the thing well, about you, performing and writing is yeah. that, it's that people, people way overestimate performing. They, yes, right. they like do. They can't yes, believe yes, it. Absolutely. Like, like, that's the thing I get. People go, like, dude, you were in fucking Getting to the Greek. Right. It took me 45 minutes. I had a scene in Getting to the Greek. It took me four. I showed up, mm -hmm. did it, and left. Right. And people were like, fucking. You ever yeah, I yeah. see that, whereas right. writing is invisible. So right. people are like, 
are like, oh yeah, yeah right. I don't know what that is. So yeah, yeah it's like it's like the uh, the dude at the club that goes, yeah, I produce. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like it, right. yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Did you? So you went to go pick your kids up at the kids' choice? Or well, they were there, and I was in. I was backstage. Was you're, at a certain point, did you think maybe you would choose some other kids instead? I had. I well, there was a lot a of kids there, and you so had a choice to yeah, make. Sure, exactly. You're like mine or, or a new one. I kept mine because mine uh, go with Will Smith's kids because they're in movies right now. Yeah, but they yeah. I Their IMDb star meter is higher. Is all I'm saying. I'm sure your there, kids are lovely. A lot. Yes, they are. Do you have he, to look his at that daughter, Silly's daughter, is an actress. Oh right? yeah. And oh sorry. She actually, <laughs> she actually did the uh, the orange carpet stuff for Access Hollywood. Oh okay. So she was out front interviewing did she, as a yeah. host. As a host. God, how old is she? She's 14. Oh wow. I hear you, brother. Oh, she did she. Look, <laughs> does she look like an adult? Uh, n- not yet, but like I'm at that must go gun shopping phase, like right now mm. of our <laughs> our father daughter relationship. You guys are c- super close, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm still at that. <laughs> I'm still at that point where I'm cool. But I know I'm on the clock. You know what I mean? Oh, like Is you're yeah. about to become my enemy? Yeah, like, you know, I'm about to be, Dad, stop dancing. Stop. I'm, the, I'm right. about to be that is guy. It, is it an orange carpet because it's young girls, so they haven't yet become women? And then it becomes a red carpet? Wow. Fuck. Wow. That's so good. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I don't That's care what you got. Was that sarcasm? That uh, no. <laughs> no, it might as well have. You might have done yeah. better. Here's right. the thing about this podcast. Right. Like, there's a lot of podcasts where the the host will support the jokes, but Neil will tr- is trying to find the bad jokes when I tell them. <laughs> oh, he's no. Like, no. He's, like, trying. No. It's not about no. laughing at the good ones. It's about hating my, on the bad ones. He's more interested right. in hating my, on the bad Here's ones. my only, and it's, it's, it's pitch. It's uh. It's uh. What they call uh. Pitch. Con- uh. When you're a we're batter, not kidding, Neil. This is real. What pitches to swing at? Right. You'll swing at anything. Good eye. That's that's rude. Actually. You're not saying good eye to him. No. No. Good yeah. Eye. That's what I'm saying. No. It's just selecting which what when to fucking hit it. Mm. You're not funny. That's, you're I annoying. I think that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's it's, not, it's like Dodgers fans. Did you ever go to the Dodgers game? No. All this they, year was the best year to go to a Dodgers. They don't. Game. I didn't go this year, but you should have. You usually, missed out. Usually, they don't cheer for the Dodgers; they cheer against the other team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of like Neil. That's very yeah. true. In your right. theory, I'm not really saying that. But My theory: I'm looking for good baseball. I'm right. cheering for good theory. baseball. Right. But you don't really. You what you do is you do a good joke every once in a while, and then like a long meandering question. Is that? Yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, we <laughs> <all> <laughs> yeah. But then I'll yeah. edit the question. Oh, you know, you'll edit your joke. Oh, your move. Yeah. Right. Uh, there we go. Here's meander. one of these meandering okay. questions. Yeah. Go ahead. Get in it. Your daughter. Do you have miss? Your daughter's an actress. She's an actress. <laughs> you have misgivings about that. Uh, <laughs> that was I, a home I run. I did it. I did it first. <laughs> that's a quite. I'm not talking. I'm talking about jokes. You just heard it. Wow. I did have misgivings about it before. Uh, then she went through this period where she didn't really work or, or go out that much, which was great because then she got to just be a kid. Did she? Was she bummed about that? She was. She right. really and was. Did you, how did you it. walk her through it? What was that uh, like? Well, I was going through it as well. So. <laughs> oh, <that's hilarious. laughs> you guys are trying Instead to make YouTube videos. Right, right, exactly. We got to go viral. Yeah, we got to do something. Punch me in the face. Right. Do something, please. Is that her only um, aspiration? Is to be an actress? No, she. Uh, you know how kids. You are. Never Sometimes will they just want to sound good to the the parents and all adults. So she was saying uh, that she wanted to be a thoracic surgeon, which I thought was hilarious because she really didn't know what that was, but. She knew the word sounded good. I also do not know what that is. What is a thoracic surgeon? I don't know. Uh, Does anyone here know? <laughs> I don't know. No. I think it's heart. 
Anybody? Thrasic. It sounds it sounds expensive. Whatever. It's it dinosaur related. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to get you. or Dr. Seuss related. One yeah. of the two. It's going to get you a good Gucci purse, regardless. Yeah. And I'm you're, sorry. You're, what so were you saying? now she's starting to work again. Yeah, she's starting to work again now. Uh, and I figure, you know, she's 14, so. What does your wife do? do it. Uh, she is a manager. Geez, so you have just an entertainment-laden family. I do, I do, and my my son is doing commercials and stuff now. He's directing them. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> How old your son? My son is seven. Martin Scorsese. Did I? Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Yeah, he's seven. Did he? Did you push him at all? No, no, not he at all. He just said not at all. And do you give actually them a our p- first the first audition I took my daughter at? Uh, there was a total stage mom there with three other kids, and one of them was auditioning at the time, and so the the two other ones were playing, and they made the one that was about to audition cry, and the mom snapped on the other two like, "Look what you did! She's got to go audition," and it scared me to death. About oh, it was siblings you're saying? That yeah, siblings. Oh, wow. Yeah, and right. so it can't uh, be children because yeah, no, because don't one of them has to audition. Yeah, and so. It really scared me about what we were getting her You're into. fucking up my money. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't you hurt her feelings. It's yeah. like she's got to... That's the thing about kid actors that's so creepy is you know how you... On set, when you've got a baby crying, you know how you make the baby cry? You make the baby cry. Yeah, oh yeah. When there's a baby crying in a movie, you basically have to fucking hurt the baby. Well, it's weird, too, because... That, no, like, oh my God. Yeah. Is, it's not yeah. like a dog where you can put a fake doll up and then right. the dog will snap at it. Right. You have to upset the baby right. a bunch of times. Right. That right. is really disgusting. Back. Right. It's uh, why you failed. Did you give her a, did you give her a preamble? Like, look, this is a f- it's fucked up. You know what's good about my kids is like the... It's, and it's kind of how I approach the business. While I'm doing it, I'm in it. And then once I like get off stage or leave or whatever i don't think about it anymore you know what i mean like you don't I think about your children once they're not in front of you yeah exactly that's typical black dad right <laughs> <laughs> it's from the sean kim school right <laughs> uh, no but what do you mean no you but don't... what i mean like uh like I, i'm really good about turning it off like once it's done it's done you know i don't really trip off it over that like the the business part of it and they have that too my kids have that like my son will go on an audition and i'll ask him about it afterwards and eh, it's cool and he's like he's over it. You know oh, he's mean? not like. Did they call? Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's up? Any word from? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I was very charming. <laughs> like them greenbacks. <laughs> uh, and do you? All right, that's great. How yeah. about your wife? Um, I think she's more into it than I am. Into their careers? Yes. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Do you ever talk about that? Sometimes. Would you like to talk about it now? Right now? Uh, I want them to stop immediately. Does uh, your no. <laughs> Does your wife represent them? No, they have agents, but you know, like uh, usually wives are the ones that do the driving and stuff to get them there. Well, well that's, that's a woman's place. Yeah, yeah it's a exactly. Woman's place. That's the way it's See, supposed to be. And sometimes the jokes come together. He's misogynistic. <laughs> so is he. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, d- okay, so and who does your wife manage? Um, just right now, just the kids. Oh God, so yeah. she, she okay, does. Yeah, so she's them. very into them. Yeah, exactly. Um, she does represent. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, she she represented uh, uh, like two comics, couple writers, hip hop, and an actor uh, before. I do consider myself the luckiest woman in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, what was your? How did you start acting? Uh, I was doing a show in Irvine at the Irvine Improv, and there were these casting directors for Married with Children. In the audience, which that doesn't happen in comedy clubs yeah. anymore. And I had a good set, and they said, oh, we want to bring you in for this show. So I auditioned for Married with Children. Did you get on and it? I got, and I got the part. Yeah? Yeah. Was, cool. I mean, it was pretty amazing for That's crazy. That should be your only in, credit. 
That should be. I mean, it's so that awesome. I've actually been recognized for that part on Married with Children, which kind of cr- is very weird because it's like I don't watch TV that closely. Yeah. And I played this dude that worked at a record store that knew every song. So if you came into the record store and you hummed the song, I would know exactly what the song was. <laughs> and Al Bundy came in. That's really not an appropriate laugh right there. <laughs> Al Bundy came in this and he hummed the song and I knew what it was. So Al Bundy came in. To the store that I worked at called Final Vinyl. And right. Back when they had records. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what was and, the song? Do you remember? Uh, it was this song uh, called Go With Him. <laughs> and Al... He hummed it. I knew exactly what it was. And then he bought the record because he had wanted this record because he had this song stuck in his head. How, how many lines did you have? I think I maybe had four lines. And it's not... When you say people recognize you, it's not the black people thing where they recognize anyone. No, they, no I've had... Like, Can you explain that to the listeners? Well, the black people thing is... That they just think that you're in everything. You know what I mean? Like, is, is that what you're saying? I'm saying black people will recognize someone with a fucking line. Oh, yeah, no, from- yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, oh, you was in the party scene in that uh, one movie. What the, what, which one was that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they know everything. Yeah, <clears throat> which, which is actually kind of sweet. Yes, it is. That um, means that, they need to, that, that they, we support our own. Yeah. That's true. We like, hold like it down. In fact, in fact, like no other group. Right. There certainly is a lot of love. There is a lot of love. But I also think in that case, it's a matter of there's so few black people on television that the the one. It pretty, I mean, I do this. I do this joke on stage where I say, you know, like if I'm working like a regular comedy club, it's like, well, some of you have never seen me before, but if we were going to go to the Fox Hills Mall right now, right, I would be Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, that just gives you the yes. the flip of it. Yeah, I it's, mean, we may yeah. put you as Crazy Legs. It, it probably would be, yeah, it probably would work. How yeah. often do you get recognized as crazy? As crazy, like? it's now it's fifty-fifty. It's it, if it's not Jamie Fox, it's it's don't be a menace. Right. So yeah, like uh, it happens all it happens all the time. Right. And when you least expect it, and then sometimes it's not even nice. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was, <laughs> I was in Houston and I was going through the uh, the airport there, the security, and some lady just goes, "Jamie Foxx left your ass." Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up shit right there, man. I guess she's saying like, he got really famous. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. And and you didn't. Why was she mad? What, what? I don't know. I don't know what the anger was Did about. Did you look at her? I, I, I didn't know really what to make of it. You know what I mean? I was like, well, this that's not really a positive thing to say. No, I'm saying it in support. Mm-hmm. So you need to catch up. <laughs> you got kids. Mm-hmm. How do you uh you how did you meet Will Smith? Uh, I did an episode of The Fresh Prince. Nice. This is a good, actually a good story. And I played this guy that uh, his girlfriend had just broke up with him, and I was depressed. Right. And a little time with Will cheered me up. And so in this scene, it's probably like you know four or five lines between us. They were stuck on a joke and couldn't come up with this punchline for Will. And in the in the run through, I pitched a joke and back in the day before right. I was a writer or anything, and it worked. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, that's great!" And so I remember all the writers on staff were like, "Ah, oh, that's awesome! How'd you come up with that?" I was like, oh, "I, I do stand up." Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. So that that's how we first met, and it's it's interesting, you know. A bunch of years later. Well, that's one of your buddies. Just that's the the I tell like I love pitching people jokes. Yeah, that's how yeah. I almost I feel like you and I were like Became, buddies. Yeah, of, yeah right, like right. just like hey, maybe say this, maybe right. say that. But and there's some like, comics that that are really uh, they don't like that. You right. know what I mean? Like they don't they don't really want you. To oh help yeah, them. I think that's silly. I, I, I think it's always too. take yeah. a tag. Why would I, I not love, take a yeah. tag? Right. 
right. wish people gave me tags every fucking day if they work. Yeah, yeah, joke. absolutely. Even if they don't work, I can just say no, thank you. I yeah. would rather hear it than right. Not, I don't yeah. resent you for going. You know what would be yeah. really funny was, on that? Bit. Yeah, what you're basically saying is, oh, I know you were paying attention to what I was doing, but I don't need your help. Right. Yeah. Also, like, uh, I know the joke pretty well. I've right. Been doing exactly. it for three months. Yeah. So I know right. how she you is. and him can kiss my ass. Uh, no, yeah, that's the. I always feel like that, and that's kind of the job. Until the end of comedy, absolutely. It's just even if you're a director, mm -hmm. you're a writer, you're mm -hmm. an actor. It's just like, can you think of? Can you generate anything funny? Right. Then please come and help us. Right. Right. Um, and, and I and that that's the thing that I always like about comedy is that that search for the the, the better joke. You know what I yeah. mean? That's you. If you don't have that at the core, you're in trouble. Do you agree? I had the thought yesterday that if you're in comedy and you're not writing sh writing. Most a lot of it, and you're a bitch. Oh, absolutely. Wait, what? If you're in comedy and you're not really writing, you're basically a bitch. I don't. I don't. Know. Meaning, like you ain't doing. You're not doing enough. It's like it, most of the comedy is in writing. Right. Like meaning, most of the comedy generation is in right. Like even Bill Murray's in movies, but he ad libs a lot of the shit. Uh -huh. Right. And and like Steve Carell wrote saying, Forty Year Old Virgin. Wait, hold on. You're saying that bitch. That the highest virtue within comedy is the right, the virtue of writing. The bit. Yeah. Oh, so if I you're see. not writing, you're a bitch. Yeah. I kind of disagree completely with that. Okay. Go I ahead. I mean, I'm not. I'm, bitch. I'm a writer. I'm not. I, but I, I'm I, a bitch. I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. No, but you're because there are literally editing jokes on a lot of the shit you. Had. He edits Tim and Eric. Uh -huh. He edits Portlandia. Okay. You are contrib. You are gent. You are actually shaping. The comedy, right, in a way that uh, is I would consider writing. But I look at like I'm kind of a bitch though because I don't get. No, also you write. I do write. Sometimes. You also. So you're not a bitch. We, whenever we say you're an editor, <laughs> I'm a bitch sometimes though. No, but whenever we say you're an editor, you always say I also write. Meaning, like, don't forget the real contribution. What you would consider the real contribution. Yeah, I think that's interesting though because it's like when I look at you and like let's say Chris D'Elia, right? Right. Like you can't do what Chris D'Elia does. Absolutely not. And vice versa, probably. Absolutely. But and, that's and the and irony. D'Elia is one of the few guys that's ever given me a tag. That's what's funny is I have two things in my act that are from D'Elia and Joe Rogan. Right. Two guys that no one can are like right. known for yeah. their writing. Well, right. Joe Joe's not known for being up overly performative, dude. He's a he's a uh, stand -up. no. He performs. He's, he's a good. Yeah. Per like he's I a really good performer. What uh what does D'Elia do that? Neil doesn't. He's do. a Dilly fucking magnet. Uh, he's he's magnetic a magnetic performer. But yeah, sure. But he's also a physical dynamo. Yeah, he's yeah, a, he's yeah. And he, when I look at Chris, I go, He takes. I he can't takes, do that. That's yeah, a, that's exactly. a comedy skill exactly. set that I don't have. Absolutely. Exactly. The first time I saw uh, Delia, I said to him. I'll put all my money on you. Yeah. Right. Or like four right. years ago. Just like, right. oh, you're going to make it. Melissa right. Villasenor, too. I mean, you know, it's, I just can't do These are things I don't no, have. But I'm not saying, that I, yeah, because you think, what about Jim Carrey? I feel like Jim wrote suck. enough shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, who, Jim wrote. Who literally like the, doesn't write anything. No one. No, well, that's what I mean. That So what I'm saying is, if you're in comedy and you're not writing the material, you're not. Are you going to be funny? It's, that to me is no. the highest virtue. Hmm. Do you think, would you put performing above it? No. Or would I, you put it parallel? Oh, you I mean just, someone that just performs, but someone else writes all their stuff? Yes. Right, like is, is, a bill, is Bill They're Murray. So, well, no, that's laugh. a real, that's not a bitch, that's a real rich person. 
Uh, like if you're at the level where like you yes, don't have to write your own stuff that, anymore. But, but writer performers are game changers. You know. What right. I mean? right. Having right, said right, that, right. most of the rich guys, Sandler, Eddie Murphy, these guys write. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jim Carrey writes. He's involved with development. He's Please. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, I did. I had something funny happen though recently where I did this comedy festival in San Luis Obispo. Yeah. And the uh, reporter that did the local article basically did this you know snarky take where he was shitting on the festival and right. then he shitted on me in particular as, as a not, comedian as or a just comedian. like in some well just as a comedian or after he, uh, before he saw me hey, right uh, and, and uh and Fuck a reporter and uh but they were doing it as a joke uh, no not at all like uh i and i didn't get that you know what i mean and so i also my time to perform is valuable to me because i don't get to do it as much as i want to so I really took offense to it and actually sure? ran into the guy before my show right. and let him know about it. What'd you say? Uh, I called him a cocksucker. You just said, you're a cocksucker. No, I said, like, I saw he had this, this media credential, and I was like, oh, are you here to film the show? He goes, no. I go, uh, are you a reporter? He goes, yeah. I go, did you write that article in the paper? And he said, yeah. I said, dude, you're entitled to your opinion, but... I'm going to be real with you. I've been doing this a long time. I'm very, I take what I do very seriously. And that was a cocksucker move. Yeah. This is very I, disrespectful. I told him say? straight up. Yeah. I said, yo, you have all the right to judge me based on what I do on stage, but don't, you know, take a shot at me without seeing what I do. What was the shot? You were well, he was bitch. like, I didn't really care for this guy. And it was based off some clip that he saw on YouTube. Right. right. You know what I mean? Which was like, come on, dude. Say so what? Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm willing to go here, spend the time, uh, and, and show people what I do. You know what I mean? And, and let that be that. Don't sell me out totally. coming into the door. I just had a dude say, do that to me. Some bitch-ass fool that needs his ki- teeth kicked You were a little bitch. He forgot he was fucking with a real street cat. You know That's I mean? right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Cupertino. But this dude basically got a copy of my book to review and then didn't review the book, just like went online and looked at clips of my stand-up and then gave his opinion on my stand-up, which is like, first of all... Not the not the full not representation the point, yeah. of right. me, and right. also you don't know shit about stand up. Like it's, you're an I idiot. Was thinking, Put your like, pants. If this dude, he had like I, I I it said that he had like a PhD in literature or something. Right. It's like if this dude went to an uh, to do stand up, and I wrote an article critiquing his dissertation for his PhD. I was right. like, oh, this dude ain't shit because I li- read his dissertation, and he'd be like, you don't know shit about literature. It's like exactly. And so if I ever catch that cat in the street, I literally am going to beat his ass. Well, the funny thing was, I'm he with wrote you. A, he I wrote a follow up. This guy wrote a follow-up uh after seeing my act he's like oh you are funny he's like yeah i am yeah. funny that's why i'm here right you know yeah. what i mean and you so he corrected idiot. himself but i was like don't 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 take a shot at me coming into the door right you yeah. know what i mean uh that i'm with you i always have the impulse to fuck people up like well, that's that. a hater-ass impulse. That's a terrible impulse. To beat people up? Oh, to beat them no, up. No, I'm on your side. I wouldn't write a fucking negative review about Being a like critic is the worst thing. It's just the worst right. thing. Yeah, it's, it's right. just a hater. You just have to, it's, you just got to make your peace with it, though. I know, and I can't. That's the thing. It's like, it, it makes me wonder. But, and, and I agree with you, and I, I feel like at this point, I should have done that, but you still sometimes will get set off. It, yeah, Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and there are such good, I there are reviewers that I read that I think are worthwhile. Right, but every time I read to really what what feels like a, a personal kind of attack review of me obviously not of anybody else although when i read it of other people i, I feel a sympathetic pain inside makes of me the think story how i i don't know if i'm if i'm strong if i'm up for this i don't know if i can deal with this fucking oh the the uh the, the, the spotlight so to speak yeah well that the, the, that the level, of level of attention yeah 
Yeah. You, but you know what's funny? Bill Maher was talking about this on, on his show the other day. He goes, I sometimes I can read my Twitter feed and I think it's funny. Right. And sometimes I just find it so negative that I can't take it. Right. But, uh, toward it, him, it hurts. Yeah, you're somebody, a human some being, and they said forget some shit that. about me on Twitter, and it was a comic, and I was literally like, "The yep. fuck is this dude's problem?" I blocked him, but it stuck Get with me a, for a day. Of course, <laughs> it makes you feel <laughs> shitty, man. It, yeah, everybody. It's like I was thinking the anonymous comment section of YouTube and the internet has created a, a world where cr- bitch ass critics who used to be random guys that were paid to do it now everyone on earth is a bi- bitch ass yeah. critic. That right. Has a, an, right. A, a, a public forum to say whatever they want. I right. know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but yeah, yeah. it's. I don't think we're talking about well-adjusted people because no. I don't know anyone that's ever left an online review. Exactly. <laughs> I don't literally. Exactly. I don't know one if person. If I see your axle, who's ever I don't given like a YouTube right. comment, a Yelp, you're review. not gonna run to. I'm not gonna be like, oh, th- I didn't like that guy. So here's what I'm gonna do: fuck this cat, unfunny right. piece of shit. It's <laughs> yeah, like I'm just gonna right. log off. Right. Yeah. I, I, I got into it with a hater the other day, and what what were they hating on? What they hating on? Oh my god, it, this guy was really <laughs> fucking upset with Tim and Eric, and I'm a little bitch because I work for Turner. And we, I know, I edited like a Old Spice commercial, and this guy was really pissed because Procter and Gamble uh, tested uh, products on animals or something, like you know, like just like attacking me, right? Like, and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Well, and then I was trying to like kill him with kindness. I was like, okay, what's the problem? How can I change? You know, like, <laughs> I, and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, you're a little, you know, and then I'm like, okay, well. I don't well, know. I just got into this. Like I think that's the way to do it. I think right. that's the way to do it. You can neutralize it with like, right. like I wish I if I was in if I got engaged with people like that. I the kid who slammed me in New York. I wish I got like, what are you really mad about? Because it's not well, we this. this uh, yeah, he's not this, really. Uh, I did this this uh, show with Sarah Silverman, uh, this anti Rick Perry show right. in Austin. Yeah, and it was interesting because I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm uh, a Christian. I posted something. <laughs> <laughs> I posted something about it, and you know we were donating our time doing it was about all the, the money, awareness all for the, the yeah, N word, and, and all the money was going to the NAACP. So right. I clearly had no vested interest, uh, like right. nothing to be gained from it, other than you giving your all time. All black people don't get a cut of the NAACP. Exactly, it's like this is going something that that I it's not. I'm not getting anything. You guys out don't of it. divvy it up amongst all black people. No, we don't. And huh. you would think that that would be that would, that would advance. It seems to make people. sense. It, yeah, that is true advancement. <laughs> so this guy comes after me on Facebook, like you know, you know, uh, Paul Mooney should be doing this thing. Uh, Sarah's giving up the money. Like, what is your attack point with her? You right. know, at right. least she's doing something. But that's what so, I'm saying. So he's like, I feel like there's a there's a an entire generation of people, rabid like in, in crouched, ready to pounce. Right. Like oh, Sarah Silverman, she's not, she's not black. Right. 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 Or everything right. that's possible also, for them to th- jump on and I attack. I find that their logic is always paper thin. Well, that, oh, absolutely. You can always because that's that with one. That's move. what I'm saying. They're right. not yeah. there to give a logical argument. They're gi- there to give a, an argument. They're there. Yeah. To yeah attack, they're they're not, not there to, to change a, anything. They're just there to show to get in the to, way. Exactly. Yeah. And then like. Going back to the guy that I got into it with, like, these people, you know, it's like, what do you, who are you? What's your name? And what do you do? They're always, like, very anonymous. Totally. It's just, yeah. like, some, pa- some random totally. drawing right. or something and then some stupid and name. And they and also like to have yeah. name up. They're, that's a great they're point, Doug. They're cowards. They're a little because famous, that's too. A, the, the great point is is that what we do as comics is we put ourselves in a very unanonymous way. Somebody exactly. Said, we put up, it out there. Stand-ups are the, most, uh, are the most courageous of the media because we are – 
Well, you, see, well, just let me finish. <laughs> let me see what you think of it. I <laughs> also, I didn't say this, but it's it's a hundred percent us. Like right. it's yeah. just like this right. is me, and I'm putting myself out there. And so then you anonymously write on a YouTube faggot or right. you know piece of shit or hacky. Yeah, yeah there's, or how I, dare there's you a part of me that actually finds. I think that I actually agree with Moshe about the nobility of it. The nobility of just going like, no, this is what I think. Right. And well, you know what's funny? I find that when I write like jokes on Twitter, I leave it alone. Once I write the joke, yes. then I'll yes. let it take whatever yep. turn and it takes. I try, I, if, you, I will, yes. if you don't get it and you have a problem with it, that's on you. Whatever yes, it takes right. after I write it, I'm not I'm yeah. not going to jump back in it. I'm not going to apologize. Because, yeah, exactly. I'm not I, like, you shouldn't. I can't help you figure it out. It makes you look le- look small. It does. Actually. Yeah. When I've seen big comedians try to go to bat with their haters in a public forum, I always think, you're too good for that. You shouldn't right. be doing I know. Right. I know. I hate. I always feel sick doing it. But, like, I, but it's like, not that I'm a huge comedian like no but if you do saying, it fun, if like, you do it funny then it's right, a different thing right yeah but once but in a while I, I take the don't bait even you know most right of the time yeah. 90% of the time I just ignore it and well right. I noticed like That's even exactly. dealing with with that uh, reporter when he wrote the follow-up thing where he was like oh no he's really funny he still had to take one more shot right. he was like you would think after 20 years somebody would have right. thicker skin yeah. It's like, no, Fox, I got completely Jamie thick Fox skin. Jamie Foxx left your ass. Yeah, yeah. he left your ass, and ex- I see why. That's exactly – what you were talking about is exactly right. It's like every once in a while you realize, Jesus Christ, I'm a human being. I right. can't help. This right. hurts my actual f- human feelings. Yeah. It, it, we're not automatons in some enter- – I've always – the idea like, – I not- even like the idea of making mistakes, meaning – Saying something homophobic, saying right. something, and just going like, "Look, I don't know what to say." Well, I'm that's a, what I thought about that. I'm, a, that, I'm not uh, saying like intentionally saying shit homophobic, but but if I thought with that Tracy Morgan thing was, you're coming to see this guy in a comedy club, and if anybody knows what he really does, yeah. his whole act is absurd. None of it should be taken seriously. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you still gotta have the the ability to make mistakes on stage. And then, right. you yeah. know what I mean? Or you're just gonna do the same thing over and over again, and your act's never gonna have any edge to it. I've Nope. I've often heard that whole like, well, you chose to be in the entertainment industry and being attacked like this is that's part of it. Why? Why is that part of it? I don't. I never agreed to that. I don't make enough Do you, money. Okay, I, I don't make enough money per year for for me to be like, well, I guess I sold my soul to the devil. I'm still a dude making regular people right, but money. There's still, there's a there's the flip That's side. Of it, there's not an amount of money where you'd be like, you know what? No, I know. I'm just trying right. to make a point. One point two million dollars. That's my price. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, do you listen to positive reviews? What well I this is this comes now we're leaving aside the hater argument and into the humanity argument. I was thinking about this the other day, like I can get so many positive reviews and so many so much love on Twitter and I will ignore all of it in exchange for one negative thing. Yeah. I will focus only on that. And what is that about? Why doesn't ten positive things make me feel even s- close to as bad as one negative makes well, me feel? Well that's what uh athletes say Blake Griffin has said that wins win, it's almost like chasing a high yeah where and and George Carl the basketball player for the Denver Nuggets or death basketball coach yeah. said uh winning doesn't feel that good just mm-hmm. losing feels fucking oh it feels horrible. terrible it feels but terrible losing it's yeah. like chasing a high you don't right. get like right it's you're chasing that first high you're just trying to i like, bring the ruckus to the ladies when you win <laughs> when you win you you don't it, it's it's not so much you want it's that you didn't lose that you exactly yeah oh um, yeah yeah but that's the thing Moshe. if you're gonna listen i try my my goal is to not listen don't to read them neg- i know that's what should, none of us i should know be reading i know them. that's right. why are you reading your book reviews yeah 
And they're, most, they're all really good, except they're all really good. Yeah. They've all been great, except for this one dude who didn't review my book. Right. He, he, literally, didn't, you. he literally didn't review my book. He, he reviewed re- you. Yeah. Having, never, even, ha- having yeah. never seen me. Actually, having never seen me live, he just reviewed me. And and that's what happened to me in, in the stand-up forum. And it was like, dude, right. I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have the chops. Yeah. And I'm coming here to do my thing. Right. I'm not yeah. coming here just to, you know. Totally. Well, you know, I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. What do what do we do? I well, guess we I mean, I don't even care about you solely or me, Moshe Kesher. I feel I or you, Neil. I f- I feel like what the world is getting fucking diluted with hate. Like it's just it's like yeah, getting worse. Yes, you know I, I mean? agree. But uh, maybe I'm naive, and it's always been no, happening. Uh, no, I don't think it's been. Ha- it's not. It had there hasn't been an anonymous network where you right. can shit on everyone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But now everyone is in show business. So and it's not like, just okay. there, you can do it instantaneously. Instantaneously yeah. and yeah. anonymously. <laughs> right. And you're, that's their version of fame. I, right. All you can do is think about how miserable the person doing it is. Sure. Right. And just go like this, again. Like I said, no one I know has ever left an online review, and I don't even know the healthiest group of people on the planet. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of fucking comics and real dirtbags. Right. Uh, and I'm saying, and no one I know has left an honor. So you just, it's that South Park did the episode about it where they go and find the guy, and it's just this fat fucking <laughs> bed sore covered. And that's uh, the dude that you're upset And that's right. the dude right. that you're like, this guy. And it, it literally, they just hijack your your yeah. self esteem. Right. And that's the, the, what they love about it because their self esteem got hijacked by their dad. A long time ago, or whoever, right? Or the kids that bullied them at school. I had this uh, this kid bully my son, like just to connect this, and you know, I was really like, oh, I can't believe he hit my kid. And so I went to school, and we had to have this big meeting. And who was at, in the meeting? Uh, it was the my son's teacher, Bernie Brillstein, me, uh, Will Smith, no. <laughs> Blake Griffin. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, so this reporter from the San Luis Obispo. Yeah, time. exactly. <laughs> Sully's <laughs> right. son needs it to man right. up. Uh, uh, three weigh-ins. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, we sat down, and you know, like my, uh, you know, you, to protect your kid, that thing was all built up in me. I was like, well, I have to fight this kid if he's bullying my kid. And it wasn't until he came into the room and sat down on the carpet, you know, Indian style. And you I was like, was this is a seven-year-old kid. <laughs> like this. Oh, and in yeah. your head, he's this monster. Yeah, and is it, yeah, this right. monster that's you know wreaking hatred on the <laughs> <Yeah>. school. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, he's a real seven-year-old. It, yeah, it feels right. bad about what he did, and you know. Yeah, and but that's you, the same thing. Well, at that point, there was nothing I could really say because I just realized it, it would be foolish. Streets, yeah. yeah, I'm bigger than you, and I will knock you out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like come on, that doesn't do anything. And but in your case, you may not be bigger than you. I, I may not. So yeah. here is our mission: What's is to inject. Uh, love into the universe and not hate. I've been trying, so let's uh, all try. Yeah, it's but it's that's you see the impulse. You just try to be a fucking goddamn man about it. Try to be right. a good man. Yeah, try to be like just it. try to be man up. you. I get the impulse, but I, again, I would never shit on an on. I guess I have shit on people online, mm-hmm. meaning on Twitter. Yeah, a sure. Twitter joke, sure. low hanging fruit. Right. Always well, aware well, of it. Well, I've tried to I've tried to adjust my Twitter personality to stop sniping at celebrities because I thought to myself, well, f- I mean, and I do do Chelsea lately, and so there is an intern uh, an innate hypocrisy to what I'm talking right. about. But I have tried to adjust my Twitter personality because I used to have this thing where I would just snipe, and it would be a part of what I do. And That's okay. It bothered me to have it done to me. <laughs> so who am I? That was me, by the way, saying that yeah, was okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so what are you gonna do? 
Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up this goddamn podcast. Sounds good to me. Uh, this All was right. a good episode. Silly McCulley, you're, a, you're an engaging man. You're a funny Thank man. You. We, I didn't you. get to tell two of my favorite old jokes of yours. Well, we can do one it again. Oh, you want to do it now? Uh, one of them was... Do uh, it to take us home. Uh, yeah. It was uh, the ad for Payless Shoe Source. Right. Their, uh, their slogan was, you could pay more, but why? And Silly would raise his hand and go, um, quality? Yeah, right there. Two words. Get right to the punchline. Bang. Yeah, and that was a heat back in '95. Yeah, that was a heater. That was a huge. That was a heater. I just like that joke. That was a heater. Uh, That was a damn near a closer. It was too short almost. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. But it was like, okay, this guy means business. (laughs) Uh, Like Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, did fuck with Sully. You're funny on Twitter, and I am funny on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Find him. Sully McCullough. Yeah. Sully McCullough. S U L I McCullough. M C C U L L O U G H. Traditional black name. Yes. Exactly. At Suli McCullough, at Neil Brennan, at Moshe Kasher, and at Doug, Doug Pound. Pound. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. All right, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>